0: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC.
1: Terms apply.
2: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? P.R. No one's drinking a kakadoo smoothie? I'm J.B.
0: Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward, inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited availability in
3: select areas. Visit at and hypergig with details. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Elizabeth Dunn.
3: Sarah Burnett.
1: Happy New Year, girl.
3: Hey, Happy New Year to you.
1: I got a question for this brand new year for you. Mm-hmm. And for you alone. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's ridiculous? I do. Gonna,
4: ridiculously good.
1: you going to spread it open and share it with her Yeah, brother? I
4: am. It's kind of a mashup.
1: Mm-hmm. What is <laughs> it's it? It's kind
4: of a mashup. It's the mashup of the Grateful Dead and John Mayer.
1: What? How is that? And
4: what's ridiculously good...
1: They have like a new soap.
4: No, <laughs> it's... And this is, you know, it's not recent okay but i was just thinking that what's really ridiculously good uh-huh. is john mayer's solo on althea on the wrigley field july 1st 2017 recording <laughs>
1: okay very like specific like if i
4: want to feel really good yes and just get loose uh-huh can, you know just just yeah. get loose
1: take your shoes i off, listen to that run your feet through the grass yeah and i
4: listen to it really loud uh-huh and then the other thing your bones? Well, it's kind of like if I need to fall asleep uh-huh. I listen to that song Killing the Blues by Robert Plant and Alison Krauss puts me right to sleep <laughs> I mean it's a beautiful song but it's very relaxing <laughs> Yeah. That's what every artist that wants to That version of Althea. <laughs> that Ooh, one song wee. you
1: do? Oh my goodness. Puts ay, me ay, right ay. under. the so Althea, huh?
4: That version, the Wrigley Field version. So the
1: ridiculous part is your reaction it's every time? So
4: I get ridiculous. Uh-huh. It's so ridiculously good. How is it allowed to exist? It's so good. I
1: do That's not. The I question wish I. I had answers for it. I,
4: you know, I run out, I yell that into the road. Yeah, you come to at me the, asking so asphalt. little.
1: And here I have no answers at oh, the edge of the asphalt. How's Aaron?
4: How's Aaron? How is it so good?
1: I do not know. I don't even think it's mathematically possible to tell.
4: No, it really isn't.
1: Well, I got a question for you.
4: That's what's ridiculous, by the way.
1: Okay, that's a heck of ridiculous. Thank you. Yeah, you know how, like, we do uh, a year in review, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I was looking back at the year and all the various crimes. And let me tell you something. This year's perps, they stacked at least five years worth of crimes into a one-year sack. (laughs) Dear. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the grab bag of the most best ridiculous crimes of
4: 2023.
2: Yeah,
1: Mm. this is ridiculous crime a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers heists and cons it's Always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh, Elizabeth.
4: Zavin, did you have a good New Year's Eve?
1: I did. I don't remember it, but I did. Oh, it must be really good. I, I didn't wake up in jail, so when? win so, hey, there you what go. What about you? What'd you do?
4: I went to bed at 9.
1: Okay. Started it rough and tough on just, your normal roll? I did roll. It like you're supposed to. Yeah. Yep. Tucked in early. So good. You were asleep. And they, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, in, I'm innocent into the new year.
4: Yeah, kept me out of trouble. <laughs>
1: Look at us both, Look huh? at us. Well, let's just jump into this because I said this episode is stacked. Mm-hmm. Like my homegirl, the Gooch, piled li- rare library
4: books. <laughs> stacked. Stacked. Like right. a brick house.
1: Exactly.
4: Mighté, <laughs> mighté. <laughs> I think I just hurt myself doing I th- I that. I think
1: I saw you pull a muscle. Something lifted. <laughs> I know, it did. My well, spirit. You know, the, both of our spirits. I caught the spirit on yeah, the <laughs> I'm still feeling it over here. The, this first story. This mm-hmm. one takes place across the pond in the UK. Okay. That's for okay, the United UK. Kingdom. Yes. Now, the headline alone should get you going. You ready? hmm British police forced to taser a retired naked opera singer after he got busy demolishing a nursing home armed with a bow and arrow. wait.
4: Is he? I like retired naked opera singer. Is like I retired from naked opera singing.
1: Exactly. I was when I read that I was like, are those in the Should right it be order? A naked, yeah, yeah. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> but there's a whole theory about it, the orders of, uh, oh, uh, of yeah. adjectives, and uh-huh. I'm, I'm fairly certain this breaks that order. Most definitely. Anyway, government name Mark Holland. Uh-huh. Vocal range baritone. Okay. Yeah, the 63 year old former opera singer, as the headline said, now retired. He attended London's Royal College of Music, so he was like, you know. About that life. Good and he for... went on. Brilliant career in opera. Yeah. Now his career was over. So he'd swap stages of the world for the quiet of a nursing home, Elizabeth.
4: Yeah. He fit it right happens. in.
1: It was a spot called Belmar Nursing Home. Uh, it's in Lytham St. Anne's uh-huh. uh, on the western coast of England. Oh, lovely. Right? Very nice. You can see Ireland. Anyway, it's important to note that Holland moved into this nursing home on his own volition. Okay. His choice. But then one day, he felt like a prisoner because Mark Holland was denied a trip to go shopping. And like Hall and Oates, he said, I can't go for that. Now, <laughs> no, normally-
4: nobody, nobody holds back Marky Hall's Halls. No, are
1: you, are you kidding me? No, Especially no. when he's on his way to go pick up a pint.
4: Was he going to like Tesco?
1: Well, it turns out... Normally, he was allowed to leave the nursing home, right? Uh Normally, they would let him go out. And it wasn't like, oh, he's popping down to the sex shop. We can't have him come back with inappropriate (laughs) stuff for the other elders. It wasn't like he's that guy, right? No, he'd just go down on his own leisure, at his own choice. He would just pop down to any of the shops. But the staff was worried because recently, Mr. Holland had started drinking too much.
4: Oh, it was his opus.
1: Yeah. So they were like, nah, mate, no trip for you. No, once denied, what did the retired opera singer do? Well, first, you know, he stormed off to his room like a sullen teen. Right. right? And he clomped off and he locked himself in his room. But he didn't stay there long, Elizabeth, because he came back out ready to fight. Okay. With song. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like his life was a musical. Mr. Holland came out swinging with his vocal cords. He was also buck naked. So he comes out buck naked and starts belting out opportunes at full-throated volume, right? And he's going to fight them back with songs. When
4: you've been told you're drinking too much <laughs> yeah. and you counter that by coming out
1: naked. Naked.
4: Singing full-throated. Yeah.
1: You're just That's proving a point. Exactly. Well, anyway, he was also armed with a bow and a quiver of arrows. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay, what's Also up, Robin not Hood? gonna help your argument <laughs> no. about the drink. But apparently the sight of a fully naked opera singer, belting like Pavarotti, armed like Robin Hood, this struck fear in the hearts of the nursing home staff.
4: Well yeah, you see a longbow coming at you with a dangler underneath Dude, and if you're
1: <laughs> If anyone's going to really respect the longbow, it's the French and the English. <laughs> the
0: English exactly. So anyway,
1: they immediately <laughs> fled the scene. And if you're wondering, what about what about the elders? Did they just yeah, leave them behind? Them? No, the staff took the nursing home residents with them downstairs. They hid out in the basement. Meanwhile, topside, Mr. Holland was still working on his opus of destruction, <laughs> right. right? So he set off, by this point, fire extinguishers. He's <gasps> smashing in doors. Oh he fired God. off his bow and let some arrows into the wall, right?
4: I, he, wow. Yeah, he
1: went outside the nursing home nursing home, and he gathered up some concrete blocks and just chucked them into the air, and then they fell onto the visitors' cars, and he giggled to himself.
4: Whoa. Yeah,
1: so now, meanwhile, sheltering below, the nursing home staff, they contact the local police, and they're like, send down the bobbies. And so the bobbies from Blackpool responded. Mm-hmm. Now, the cops, they closed the roads in and out of the nursing home. That's their first move. We need to close the roads. Wow. I was like, that's strong. They had
4: to establish a perimeter. <laughs>
1: exactly. So then they lay siege to the building. Like, We're <laughs> going to take over the building. But rather than storm the building, like, you with know, some cops in Die Hard. These cops, they called in a professional hostage negotiator. Yes, so Mr. Holland, he was mostly <laughs> done with his opus of destruction at this point. He kind of calmed down, but he wasn't done with his one-man protest. So would he catch his sight of the cops and they're like, professional hostage negotiator? He is offended, Elizabeth. He took steady and true aim and he let one fly and the naked Robin Hood hit an arrow that nearly hit a cop, right? <gasps> he plucked one back, and then this was enough for the cops to escalate things. They're like, whoa, 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 buddy, that's a real arrow. <laughs> right. You all, you almost hit Nigel. We can't have that, right? <laughs> so they step in. They taser the naked opera singer. <gasps> they just dr- like, try to drop him. But this was, you know, apparently not his first tasering. I don't know, because a retired opera singer, he took it like a man. Hell just yeah. Upright and ambulatory. He did not pause him in the least. So that's, the cops.
4: That's my bare-bottom silver fox. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: So this uh, uh <laughs> so this silver fox,
4: bare-bottomed make, silver fox, bear, sorry,
1: bare-bottomed <laughs> silver fox. Well, tushy. The cops are like, "What are we gonna do?" Well, they're like, "Well, hit him again with the charges." So they <laughs> pop him again, right? Taser him a second time, and then, as you might say, for kicks and giggles, they just. <laughs> Taser him a third time, right? So this time, the naked opera singer, he finally gets the message of the electricity. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll calm down. So he regains his sense of self. Then he walked his happy ass back to his room, and he locks the door again. Like, I've had enough of this, <laughs> right? So the cops were like, uh, uh, no, that's not how this plays out, mate. They broke down the door, and they arrested Mr. Holland. They interrupted his opus of destruction. <laughs> and now, thanks to all that, the retired opera singer was court-ordered to pay for all the damage he'd done to the nursing home and to the visitors' vehicles. Did they make him move? Uh, I don't have an answer for that, but a lot of people suspected yes. They're I'm like, just going to say I they doubt let he's still stay. a member of well, that community. You
4: know, you wreck shop, and then they're like, you know, we all. How many of us? Who among us <laughs> hasn't had a moment where, like, think about how liberating that would be? Just taking off you all like, your clothes, shooting things, and breaking mm-hmm. things, and being like, "I've had enough."
1: Yeah, I, 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 you know, just like have like a three-year-old temper tantrum, but like you strip <laughs> off all your clothes. Exactly. You I grab don't, some rudimentary weapon. I don't
4: have the guts to do that.
1: Well, I don't. I mean, I, I thankfully. You know, it's
4: like sometimes, like you're in the store and you see a kid having a tantrum, uh-huh. and you want to go up to him and be like, "Dude, I feel the same oh. way. I'm just not allowed to do this."
1: I always, get, I give him the raised fist. Like, <laughs> don't, t- don't. T- go on, little man. Like
4: I don't want to be in this target either. Yeah, exactly. This is hell.
1: You're expressing my irritation too. <laughs> Well, now that we've set the mood, we've created a vibe. Yes. Let's get into the rest of the best of the most ridiculous crimes Mm -hmm. of 2023. Now, back in January, the Dallas Zoo was hit by a wave of bizarre crimes. No. Yeah. First up, Nova, a clouded leopard, escaped from her enclosure, and police were called out to investigate, and they noticed that her enclosure had been intentionally cut by human hands. Oh. They're like, dun, dun, dun. Open a criminal investigation.
4: She really does go. She's not Nova. Oh.
1: Oh. The Spanish jokes over here.
4: Bilingual.
1: Now, the next day, zookeepers found a second enclosure had been tampered with. Uh This time, it was the home of the Langer monkeys. Mm. Yes. And then in January of this year, two Emperor Tamarin monkeys were also eventually and fully stolen from the zoo. Not just freed, taken. Wow. Yeah. Now, are you familiar with the Emperor Tamarin monkey? No. It it looks like Sam Elliott had a long weekend (laughs) in the jungle. And then months later, Voila, the
4: tamarind monkey that walks kinda out. kind of sounds like the coolest monkey ever. This is what it looks like. Oh my God, it does have <laughs> Sam Elliott mustache. <laughs> <laughs> wow! You got it, kid.
1: So this, uh, the Dallas Police, they considered this wave of crimes at the zoo, and they opened a criminal investigation file. There's like something that must be uh, at the bottom of this. All right, yeah. so the cops, they turned to the community for assistance, as they often are wont to do. This paid off because the Dallas PD they received a tip. An anonymous tipster said the monkeys could be found in the basement of a church. What? Yes, Tanya Thomas, the daughter of the pastor of the vacant church, spoke with local news outlets, and she said, "It's cold. It's dark, and whoever." Put the monkeys in there. Had to use flashlights <laughs> or something. But yeah, they could have died in there.
4: Whoever <laughs> put the monkeys in there? Whoever did it?
1: She later added, and I quote: "People in the neighborhood said they would see him in the neighborhood walking with different animals. So we thought it might be him. He's from the neighborhood and visited our church. That's how we knew it was him." Now the him in question, the 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 <laughs> congregant that they stitched yes. on to the police. The cops were eventually found their man. He was twenty four year old Davian Irvin.
4: I hope that all of the animals bit his face off. <laughs> That's all I ever hope when people try and have wild animals with pets.
1: I know you do. Know. That's why I was looking forward to telling you yes, this one. Yes, I'm
4: very excited. So
1: under questioning, the perp put together the pieces of this strange monkey-shaped puzzle for the police, the one that they were stuck trying to solve. Mm-hmm. And Irvin confessed to the Dallas PD that he had broken into the zoo late at night. He snuck into the monkey section. He opened the enclosures. He stole two monkeys. Then secreted them on his person. And he took his stolen monkeys onto the dart train. That's like their local the Dallas area rapid transit train. He explained to the cops that he did this because he loves animals. Uh Yeah, so the Dallas PD, they had plenty of evidence that helped corroborate Irvin's story because it turns out folks at the Dallas Zoo had recalled how Irvin, who they recognized from sketches, had visited the zoo often. And he'd often peppered the staff with Strange questions. Not the type of questions you (laughs) normally would expect. Questions. He was often writing the answers he was told, dutifully recording them on tissue paper. So there he is, scribbling in his hand on tissue tissue paper. paper. And he'd ask questions like, how do you catch the birds? And where do they go at night? Right? (laughs) So he also asked about the tamarind monkeys saying, where can I get one? And how do y'all get them in at night? Also, how do you handle them? Oh, by the way,
4: are they aggressive? What do they eat that they sell at Walmart? (laughs) Exactly.
1: So all this suspect is all hell. A day after he broke into the zoo, stole the monkeys and took them on a train trip across Dallas, the police (laughs) broke into the vacant church and they found the missing monkeys, but no Irvin. Yes, (sighs) he was spotted later by an employee from the Dallas Aquarium... The employee alerted <laughs> the police. I don't know. They have like a network or whatever. The Dallas Aquarium's like that's the zoo guy. We oh, it's in a... their
4: Slack channel. Exactly, like the animal folks. They were
1: about it. They had like police like messages. Like they knew like that the APDB had been released anyway. So they they confronted Irvin, who was on a Dart train at the time. No monkeys with him, mm-hmm. and uh, he immediately confessed to police that he had stolen the monkeys, and he was. I had also broken out the clouded leopard, so that was him. He did that. Like, so he so wanted, where's the leopard? He wanted to pet him. It was, it was, it was, get this. He wanted to steal the leopard, but the clouded leopard was like, no, son, we're not doing that. Oh, oh, and he goodness. was like, well, come on. And the clouded leopard's like, I am a clouded leopard. This will not end well.
4: <laughs> Do you not see this situation? Exactly. So where did it go? Where did
1: the... He just went, he, he just... was stuck in the zoo. He let it out of its enclosure. And then he's like, come on with me. And the oh. leopard gave him those like, I will eat your face. And he was like, I think I believe Leopards you. Leopards
4: have eaten my face. And he let him
1: go. And so the leopard just wandered off.
4: Oh, wow. Now,
1: this next one's a short one, but it may be my favorite because it's so random. It's from April. Dateline April 4th, Carroll Township in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. At approximately 7 a.m., the Carroll Township Police Department received a phone call. Someone had stolen a school bus, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. The caller said they'd heard that the Gettysburg PA State Police reported a stolen school bus, and, well, they'd spotted it driving on the road. I don't know why they know what the Gettysburg State Police are up to at 6 a.m. in the morning, but hey, anyway... they're looking
4: for buses.
1: The bus thief was a man named Tony Saunders, age 24. Okay. Now, the reports that initially emerged, they raised more questions than they They answered Uh because Tony Saunders had been spotted in the school bus parking lot in the wee hours of the morning. That makes total sense. But he was seen dragging a dead deer. That makes no. no sense. Now, the Perp Saunders popped open one of the school buses and dragged the dead deer inside with him. Then he slid into the driver's seat and he fired that bad boy up and he hit the road in his stolen he school was bus.
4: Spotted, who spotted him and didn't do the whole, if you see something, say something?
1: I think it was like other people who worked at the school bus there yard. There are
4: times to mind your business. Oh, yeah. And there are times to not mind your business.
1: <laughs> exactly. So the cops were called by these very same people. Okay. And a patrol car spots the school bus out on the road. They began a hot pursuit. Early into the chase, it becomes obvious that this 24-year-old, Old, is not familiar with driving a school bus. Oh, God. He's swerving all over the road, fishtailing the back end out. He seemingly had trouble finding his turn signal because, as the police reported, quote, officers observed that the lights on the bus were turning on and off intermittently. So, <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Anyway, the change of the school bus, it lasts for hours, crosses multiple hours. county lines. Yeah, he's driving around with a dead deer for... How
4: do you do a pit maneuver on a school it's bus? It's too big,
1: I think, for the I cops guess. to pull it off, right? It's got double wheels in the back, it's raised, well, they can't... Yeah, spike I mean, you strips. Have,
4: you have to add speed
1: to the vehicle to get the pit to maneuver mm-hmm. to work, but yeah. I don't know if they could pull that one off. Mm-hmm. Anyway... You
4: need another school bus. You need a, yeah, one school frankly. bus. It's
1: school bus and school bus crime.
4: <laughs> so during this chase,
1: Saunders often changed lanes without reason, drove dangerously, so they were intimidated, right? The cops decide, okay, we have to a stage a daring traffic stop just I like love Elizabeth it. would want us I to. love
4: daring. So
1: they attempt to guide the school bus to the side of the road and Saunders, he complied at first but this was a head fake because as soon as the cops pulled over and stopped, he floored it, smashed down on that <laughs> gas pedal and took <laughs> off down the road. At one point, he almost flipped the bus going across a median strip. Somehow he regained control. He kept the police chase going to reach the residential neighborhood where he finally stops the school bus and he hops out, flees on foot, leaving the dead deer behind. Just like so much oh, for me yeah, I course. can't carry that much Wait. Having given the police the slip at this point, momentarily the perp thought he might get away with it. So, mm-hmm. local residents, though, they were on the case. They were like you, special investigators at yes, heart. Yes, they, they give chase. They're like, what are you doing running around in here at this hour in the morning? Yeah. So, the bus thief, he's on the run. He decided, you know what, I look far too recognizable. People, they will spot me running and they'll know exactly who I am. So, he decided mid run to switch things up. He started to strip naked, but he didn't stop running. He's just pulling off clothes oh, while sure. he's running through the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> now, the police they catch back up to this now naked perp i have to assume he's still wearing his socks and shoes oh least, maybe i hope he was because running barefoot on pavement but getting oh. your
4: pants off
1: yeah over the shoes oh yeah, that's difficult good point yeah maybe so i think he loose. kicked the shoes first yeah good point you're and probably maybe he right. had, like one sock on <laughs> just one left True. so the dude's luck didn't hold out because the cops they cornered him he gets arrested but still the officers had to wonder why
4: why did he yeah. do this? Why
1: did he make us run all this way? Saunders had a few answers for them. He told the police he'd been out driving that morning, he drove a BMW, and he crashed it.
4: Mm-hmm. He didn't
1: say if he hit the dead deer that he was seen dragging, he just said he crashed his BMW, and then he showed up with a dead deer. Well, the
4: deer died of COPD. It was totally unrelated. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's just an old buddy of his. It's in the car. So he did tell the cops, though, he planned to use the deer as fertilizer for his vegetable and herb garden oh, back God. home. Oh, yeah.
4: God. That's not how that works. I don't know
1: if that's good for fertilizing. No. Do you want deer-flavored? Like,
4: well, it's just not that's not what i mean you want to collect its poop
1: yeah (laughs) not that not much of an explanation but it was only answers he gave so when all was said and done saunders was charged with fleeing a police officer receiving stolen property 18 counts of resisting arrest (laughs) 75 counts of reckless driving i told you he could not drive that school bus wow okay let's take a break when we're back we'll get into the summer months of this year
4: oh i can't wait
0: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC.
1: Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime. It also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new SimpliSafe system when you sign up for fast protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafecom slash Ridiculous Crime. That's simplysafe.com slash Ridiculous Crime. There's no safe like SimpliSafe. Elizabeth. Zaren. You know how when you read or you hear some ridiculous crime, seven times out of ten, it takes place in Florida? Yeah. And you know why this is, right?
4: Yeah, the sunshine laws. Can you explain that? So it's mandatory that it's public record, mm-hmm. all of the criminal arrests and yes. such. And so because it's openly searchable to the public— Uh, We can see everything that happens, but other states don't have that.
1: And then journalists don't point this out when they cover the stories. Right. So
4: it makes it sound like everything is in Florida, Florida, but I guarantee you there's even wilder stuff in like Arkansas, California, California. Now, I'm glad you said that
1: because when I was coming up with this roundup of the most Mm -hmm. ridiculous crimes of 2023, I kept that in mind. I was like, you know what, Florida gets picked on. And I didn't want to unfairly repeat this bias that Florida is some like lawless sunshine hellscape of strange crimes and even stranger people. So what did I do? I said, Zarin, you're better than that. I mean, I got people down in Florida, Elizabeth. I've spent time, a lot of time in the Sunshine State. And I got to say, it's an amazing state. Oh, I don't. I like Florida. I've never really, been there. Oh, my God. It's awesome. It's like the white sand beaches alone are the reason to go there. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it's a great state. I love the whole thing, even Miami. Now, I don't like to see it get unfairly disparaged. However, I do have one hell of a Florida man story for you. All of that is See,
4: I am an equal opportunity disparager.
1: <laughs> well, did you know there's a beverage called Florida man beer? Wait. <laughs> yes. In all like of your a all of your mashups, you missed out on Florida, Florida Man, Man. and Beer. That sounds like
4: something out of like an Archie McPhee catalog. Dude, it
1: sounds like a flagrant cash grab designed for taking advantage of like idiots going viral all the time. It's like the TMZ of beer. But I don't
4: think the Florida Men are drinking Florida Man no, Beer. It's is pretty, it a exactly. micro brew?
1: It is. Yeah, so
4: it's like you know when they have them clever names mm-hmm.
1: no I, uh, turns out though this is a beer from a Florida brewer hmm yeah well here's how the headline goes yes drunk and disorderly Florida man was busted while drinking Florida man beer cops <laughs> report so in June a man from Florida was arrested on a Tuesday night after he was spotted quote yelling at traffic while walking in the roadway in front of traffic and refusing <laughs> to stop he's
4: all, I'm walking here exactly
1: <laughs> now this unofficial spokesman for Florida man beer he did his part to spread the word about this full-bodied hoppy flavor of florida man's double india pale ale mm. yeah the brew from cigar city brewing uh it builds itself quote as brewed with a nearly criminal amount of hops and a moderate bitterness that just about matches florida man's general disposition oh
4: my God. <laughs> what, what's cigar city what city is i that? assume
1: it's miami tampa oh okay
4: that makes sense tampa i think it's tampa yeah
1: Tampa, okay. Producer Dave is saying Tampa because they do have a lot of cigar rolling in Tampa as Whatever. well. Whatever that makes makes more sense. Okay. I don't think I don't, I don't think the Cubans would want to call Miami to, uh, cigar, cigar city. city. I think they'd probably <laughs> be against that. Anyway, if you Tampa. ask if you ask this dude Seth Thomas, thirty nine of Seminole, Florida, which is right near Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. uh, he was just out for a late night walk, drunk as hell on some good old fashioned Florida man beer. Just mm. a man out on the town, Elizabeth. Now, if you were curious, this is what Seth Thomas looks Let's like. See.
4: Oh. Is that a, oh, it's a scab. I thought it was a tattoo. <laughs> that's, a,
1: that's a fresh scab. That's a series of fresh scabs. I was like, scabs. that is
4: not a, a, yeah. a very good tattoo. I'm thinking
1: he got in a fight with another Florida man. Probably. Like a Florida man championship. Oh, I
4: think he he went face-to-face with the pavement. <laughs>
1: I think so, too. Just based on the the, the pattern of yeah. where it hit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the high f- on the cheekbone. The and forensics
4: the... indicate yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> he took a digger. <laughs> the splatter pattern. of. <laughs> now, keeping crimes alcoholic for the moment, I got a fun one for you. We mm-hmm. don't typically like to make fun of DUIs. and no, because. No you know we don't like any of the stupid crimes of lives at risk
4: yeah it's absolutely the dumbest thing and the worst thing you can
1: yeah we prefer stupid fun crimes ridiculous ludicrous in nature and a dui is most certainly none of those but this particular (laughs) dui it was so ludicrous it Uh crossed over the line and it moved into ridiculous Hmm. territory in may a 28 year old colorado man tried to outsmart the cops with the aid of his trusty canine best friend the driver of a Dodge Challenger, oh boy, yeah, pause for laughter, <laughs> was pulled over by a Springfield <laughs> police officer. The driver did as instructed. He pulled over to the side of the road. He stopped his car. The cop stopped behind him. Then, as the officer ran his plates, he noticed the driver switching seats with the passenger who was in shotgun. Elizabeth, the passenger in shotgun, was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so the driver what was kind hoping. Of dog? That the- <laughs> very good driver. The, the, I guess the driver is hoping that the cop was a dog lover and be like, oh, you just letting your buddy drive yeah. you home? Or I don't know. Anyway, the officer steps out of his patrol car. approaches the car. The driver, now on the passenger side, he opens the passenger side door and he gets out of the car and he tells the officer unprompted that he wasn't driving. The dog behind the wheel. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the officer asks, sir, have you been drinking? <laughs> so the driver's like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, about that and then took off running. Just started. Just ditched he his dog. Ditched the dog, ditched mm. the car, ran away way He made it about 20 yards before the officer tackled him. He arrests him. This is my favorite part of the story. Yeah, There were two other passengers in the no. car besides the dog. No. They were, there there's a man and a woman in the back seat. And get this, they were both sober. What? <laughs> and no, there's more. Oh, oh, the no. car belonged to the sober woman in the back seat.
4: Oh, I thought you were going to say it belonged to the dog. The
1: dog, dog has paper on the car. What? Yeah, in so, the... The officer never did get an answer for why the sober people were in the back and where did, not driving in Colorado. Okay. The driver was arrested and the cop did the nice thing he let the sober couple take the dog and go home.
4: Good for them. I thought oh you My liked god, that. what was I don't even
1: <laughs> So many questions. I want
4: I want to I want to be there at the point when they all decided to enter the vehicle <laughs> exactly. and like any conversations it had <laughs> and I need to know yes or no was the dog wearing sunglasses?
1: <laughs> of course he was. Okay. There's a labrador in sunglasses. <laughs> he's That's a why he was like retriever. he's like you can drive, bro. <laughs> Okay, I got a little game for you, Elizabeth. Uh I'm going to read a headline. See if you can guess the missing word.
4: Okay. Ooh, I like this.
1: Australian arsonist arrested with... In his underwear. (laughs) An
4: arsonist?
1: An Australian arsonist (laughs) arrested arrested with... with blank. In his underwear.
4: Um, Any guesses? I'm going to say dynamite.
1: Oh, very close. (laughs) It starts with a D. (gasps) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Ducklings. Duty. Ducklings. Ducklings? Australian arsonist arrested with ducklings in his underwear.
4: how does that all... So in August,
1: an Australian man was arrested on suspicions of arson. The Uh 31-year-old was arrested after there was this wave of random structure fires. 12 in total, right? So there was this fire in a loading dock. There was one behind a school. There was one inside of a real estate office. Another one just in a parking lot. Then there was a bunch of dumpsters on fire. The cops were like, this is a person. We just got to find this guy. Yeah. So they find the alleged arsonist. And then when he's caught and arrested, the cops are like, you know, doing the normal hat down and they find in his underwear a pair of baby ducklings just tucked into his boxers like he needs a crotch warmer wait, he
4: was wearing pants yeah, on top of this,
1: exactly and two ducklings, two ducklings living just, ducklings just tucked down there with the, not like you with know the bait and tackle dearly departed ducklings. Yeah, no two ducklings yeah I have no more information for you than that. So just gonna Wait. let that one stand on its own. And you
4: have nothing else That's on this. That's all I got for you. <laughs> okay, Australians. Australian. If you know anything about this, I need an update on the ducklings. clarification. What? Is that like animal cruelty on top you of He did get
1: charged with animal cruelty. Here we go, see? Yeah, you can't shove baby ducklings in no. your crotch and not get charged for animal cruelty. <laughs> So, next, I have another favorite from this year. In August, strange news came out of Georgia. More strange news. Mm-hmm. The headline Georgia Porch Pirate Arrested for Stealing Neighbor's Entire Front Porch. <laughs> <laughs> like a literal porch pirate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, you may be thinking, that can't possibly be true, Zarin. <laughs> That's like news of the world, right? That's like something you see, like, in a shopping market while you're waiting. You're like, oh, look what's going on in Star. No, I would say this, uh, this just, if you don't believe this is possible, it means you haven't spent enough time in Georgia. But I know you have spent time in South Carolina, uh-huh. so I know that you know this is possible. I sure
4: do. So meet, I can I can envision the portrait. right you, now. Right? Uh-huh. Meet Robin
1: Swanger of Arnco, Georgia. He's swanging. Yeah, he had ignored the do not trespass signs that his neighbor had erected. And so when his neighbor returned home, he was stunned, stunned, mind you, Elizabeth, to see what swanger had taken. As Officer Chris Stapler accurately summed it up, he said, it's a full eight by 10 porch. It would be what goes on to a house for entry and exit. Well, thank you, Officer Stapler, For the definition. So the flummox officer, he further helpfully explained, some people may shrug their shoulders and say it's not a big deal, but when you take someone's property without their consent, and the value of this porch is $3,000, you can't just go and take stuff off someone's property. Or just, you know, the I don't porch. know what to do with that. But yeah, <laughs> what's
4: in- your Egress on that thing.
1: <laughs> so especially when the thing you take is a whole ass porch. Right? <laughs> That's anyway. How do you even steal a whole porch? Are you doing well, it, board, it say by board by board? Eight by ten? Yeah. Is it board by board? Is it the whole thing?
4: I think you could probably lift it. I mean, I, I'm guessing that it was not. You know. It was, atta- it was later attached to yes, this yes. structure. I'm it was, an, ad- maybe it was a an addition. Yes. And so, like, you know, you pull up a trailer and then you get a, get a bunch of Amish guys. And like, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: guys are good with the, with the raisins. You know how to lift
4: a board? Get over here.
1: <laughs> so the, the stolen porch, it didn't fit the perp's house or his trailer or work for his plans for the remodel of, like, his uh, duck blind. <laughs> Whatever he had going. Because the local police, they found the stolen porch. It was returned to the victim and placed upside down on the owner's property. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, see, they didn't break it down poorly. Yeah, before. no, they didn't.
1: I've I seen the picture. I, I knew the wow, answer. Wow, they flipped yeah, it. They took it apart whole and then they brought it back That's whole and flipped upside middle down. Finger. Like, Here you go. <laughs> Take that, Stanley. Now, <laughs> this next story, Elizabeth, it felt like it could happen in Oakland. Uh-huh. Keeping things larcenous for the moment, in Chicago, a TV news crew from Univision was covering a recent wave of armed robberies in the city when the news crew itself was. Rob.
4: Oh, God, that happens all the time here. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: So the news crew was out filming at 5 a.m. in a neighborhood called Wicker Park. And as the reporter prepped for their stand up shoot, a black SUV pulled up, followed by a gray sedan. <laughs> Three men stepped out of the two vehicles. The men were, quote, wearing ski masks and displaying firearms first, the Basque men demanded money. Then they saw the news camera and they got new ideas. They're like, why don't you just give us that? And they're like, oh, also, we're going to need, a, they took two bags of equipment because you need the cables. And so they also took the cameraman's personal backpack because there may be some stuff in there. Sure. Then they fled into the purple of the early morning. And the news crew was like, I guess the stories are real. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That
4: happens out here. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, I'm an Oakland native. Diehard, yeah. This is my hometown. I love Oakland. Yes, you do. But I know that we have a lot of problems, and the I I was out of town recently, mm-hmm. and I was coming back from the airport in San Francisco in yes. a taxi, mm-hmm. and as soon as we got across the bridge, to my right was an encampment fire underneath the freeway. So yes. like bl- plumes smoke of smoke, pouring huge up huge, flam- the huge flames, yeah, it licking looks the sun. And then from behind a high speed chase of like a car just speeding by and then all these CHP officers. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and Welcome I was like, home. "Welcome, I am home." <laughs> Oakland <I> embrace. Am <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah. That's so, that's I still fun. love it. I still love it. It's fun for you. Yeah, it was super fun for me.
1: Well, for this next one, Elizabeth, you know, let's just keep it in a mood. I'd like you to really let it happen. Let it wash over you, and to do that, I must ask you to close your eyes. As <gasps> a close. And picture it. It's the month of August, and you are in eastern Nebraska. You are a Hawaiian hula girl dashboard bobble. Oh, at wow. the moment your grass skirt is swaying with the motion of the road. This makes sense since you're affixed to the dashboard of a white 1991 Ford Taurus. Ooh. To your right <laughs> is the driver. He stares forward at the flat horizon of the freeway as he pilots his car eastbound on Interstate 274. Seated to your left in shotgun is a 1600-pound Watusi bull. Whoa. The three of you <laughs> <laughs> the three of you are out for a Wednesday morning cruise. Mm-hmm. And that's when you hear it. The sirens. Behind you is a patrol car from the Norfolk Police Division. Moments earlier, the police received a call from a concerned motorist about a car driving around with a cow in it. The police from Norfolk mobilized. It didn't take long for a patrol car to locate the car in question, your car. Now the officer has the lights and the sirens on. Your grass-skirted hips continue to dip and sway as the 91 Ford Taurus pulls over to the side of the road. The cop steps out of the cruiser. He slow walks up to the driver's side. You watch his approach. Approach. The driver rolls down his window and he greets the cop. Good morning, officer. What seems to be the trouble? The cop looks past the driver, wholly ignores you, the dashboard hula girl, <laughs> and instead he focuses entirely on the 1,600-pound African bull with the wide-swept horns. Oh, my God. Sir, is that is that a bull in your vehicle? The driver chuckles good-naturedly. Yes, officer, a Watusi bull. Watusi, you know, like the dance craze. His name is Howdy Duty, if you want to say hi. You know, like the puppet. If you could laugh, you would, but being a sun-baked inanimate statuette, you remain quiet. The officer looks at the Watusi bull, howdy doody, and then back at the driver. You convert this car yourself? Yes, sir, the driver replies. The officer is referring to the fact that the 91 Ford Taurus has been modified to fit the 1,600-pound bull. The front windshield is cut perfectly in half. The (laughs) roof of the car is also split and peeled open. On the passenger side door, there is a cattle guard gate. It's bright and yellow and shoved up against the white of the sedan. Then the cop looks at the back of the car, where there is also a long, windswept trail of fresh cow flop plastered against the rear window. (laughs) Oh, my God. He just shakes his head. Elizabeth, the whole scene looks about... like this. Wait, you have a picture of this?
4: Oh my god Oh my god, it's like so close to what I was imagining But so far, oh my god Wait, let me turn it around, let me see it again Oh, wow. He's way far, like way outside of the vehicle. And those are big horns. I mean, listen, I like
1: is he's got bull horns on the front of the car yeah, and bull horns exactly. coming out of the car exactly. attached to a bull. Right. So, anyway, the Nebraska cop, he asked the driver for his license and registration. The driver dutifully hands over his license. The cop reads it aloud. Mr. Lee Mayor of Neely, now I don't have a specific vehicular code I can cite, but I'm fairly certain you are in violation of some kind of Nebraska traffic law. Right. I'm going to need you to turn this rig around. You take howdy duty back home. That understood? You watch as the driver considers this. He thinks for a moment. Then he says, would it be okay if I take Howdy Doody to Omaha so he can see the Henry Dorley Zoo? He really wants to see the giraffes. I've told him all about them. The officer looks at the old farmer. He's dumbfounded. But then he finds his words. No, no, you cannot take Howdy Doody to the zoo. Why would you think you could take a Watusi bull around in my city? Look, mister, I'm trying to help you out here. I'm not going to ticket you. I'm going to let you go today with a warning, but only on the condition you take Howdy Doody back home and you don't bring your bull back to town. You wait to hear the reaction from the driver. You're certain it's going to be fun, and he does not disappoint you. You know, this used to be a great country, a free country. Nowadays, you can't even bring a bull to town without running afoul of Johnny Law. What happened to him, my America? Now, you have to stifle a laugh since dashboard hula girls can't actually express emotion. The officer chuckles to himself. He seems satisfied. He walks back to the patrol car. The driver turns to the 1,600-pound Watusi bull and shotgun. Well, howdy doody. You heard the nice man. I got to take you back. It's not my decision. I don't want you being in a mood the whole way home. Like that, the three of you head back home to the farm.
4: Oh, my God. Right? Watusi. Watusi. So,
1: let's take a little break. And after this, we'll get into the autumn of crime and the wintertime of felonies. Ooh. this next story Elizabeth mm-hmm. is low-key brilliant what do you? yes a 22-year-old man from Warsaw Poland had mastered the art of posing as a mannequin
4: oh okay so
1: what did he do with this rare skill <laughs> did he stand around in tourist spots sprayed in metallic yeah, paint that's what I was entertaining travelers in the vain hope that they might part with some folding money for the show <laughs> no Hell no. Instead, he took his mannequin act to somewhere far more lucrative, Elizabeth, a local shopping mall. But rather than perform for tourists, he did the next best thing. He performed for himself. The deal was this. He would dress as a mannequin, he would pose in a shopping mall, and then he'd wait for the mall to close and for security to go home. And then he'd come back to life and rob the mall.
4: Wow. He did
1: this on more than one occasion. And apparently after hours, he'd wander through the mall, he'd steal clothes, he'd pocket some jewelry, he'd go gorge himself on some food court meals, and he'd go do it all over again one surveillance image released by the cops, that showed the 22-year-old man on the floor sliding under a security gate <laughs> into a clothing store while he had just gotten done enjoying his food court dinner. Now, oh, my God. In case you were wondering, well, Sarah, what does this look like? Well, I yeah, got like, you covered, the Elizabeth. The thing is,
4: it's like the mannequins don't really look just, realistic anymore. There's a
1: sign here that says Wrangler and then Barbie. Yeah. Just to the side of that is the mannequin.
4: He's really good. Right?
1: It looks totally believable. <laughs> looks
4: totally believable.
1: So that lifeless man, he pulled off this crime and then eventually he did get caught. But for a long time, okay. he just got ahead of a good old time by himself. Anyway, you ready for another dumb one? Yes. Okay. The former Fuji's rapper Proz Michelle has yes. been going <laughs> through it lately. Have you kept up with his legal little travails? A little bit, a
4: little bit, yeah. Okay.
1: So he was involved with Jolo, who was the disgraced financier at the heart of the 1MDB. Bank fraud case where some fraudulent funds from Malaysia were used to make the movie The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. So Joe Lo was friends with Praz, and this friendship may have cost Praz everything. (laughs) Now, he's in federal court right now, facing 20 years behind bars. Now, oh most recently, Praz has interrupted these proceedings because he is asking for a new trial because Praz is suing his own lawyer for using AI to craft the closing argument no. for his legal defense. No, <laughs> Facing 20 years on a federal rap, his lawyer is turning to AI. Just uh, come up with an argument. Right?
4: Oh, my God.
1: An AI lawyer for a federal case. That's the bleakest use of AI it's I can so, think of. People oh are like, look at six fingers. I'm like, this bro is getting called to court. <laughs> right. Anyway, in light of this, uh, Proz is asked for, as they said, for a new trial. He's yeah. facing 10 criminal counts involving money laundering, witness tampering, other financial crimes. Not something you want an AI lawyer to be parsing through. No. His lawyer, meanwhile, David Kenner, allegedly, quote, used an experimental AI program to write his closing argument, which made frivolous arguments, conflated the schemes, and failed to highlight the key weaknesses in the government's case. So,
4: yeah.
1: I, uh, anyway. I mean, here
4: I'm worried about, like, students, yeah. you know, using AI for papers. And, and I'm not even teaching anymore. Yeah, exactly. But it upsets me. But and now-
1: imagine lawyers using it. Oh, my God. And you know the people who are going to use it are, like, the lawyers, Like it's the bad lawyers. It's not going to be, like, yeah. oh, 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 the expensive yeah. lawyers. Yeah. In this case, actually, it was an expensive lawyer, which is even well, more worrisome. Thing, yeah. So this lawyer, he was so geeked on AI. He did, even did a press release for the company eye-level AI. And he noted in his press release that the AI lawyer was, quote, an absolute game changer for complex litigation.
4: Oh, my God. This guy is 100% on the waiting list for that Tesla truck. Oh, yes. He's that kind of ding Number
1: seven. Yeah. So the company noted that Kenner's use of the AI platform was the first ever use of generative AI in a federal court case. Because it's not a good idea, people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, keep in mind, Kenner, as I said, he isn't some fly-by-night lawyer. He has represented Snoop Dogg. But anyway, at the moment, there's no regulation about using AI in place of a real lawyer. (sighs) But if you used AI, then you probably know you wouldn't want it to be defending you when 20 years is on the line. No, If your AI lawyer can't tell why human beings should have six fingers, you're (laughs) going to jail, son. (laughs) Like, just that's it. Oh, my God. And if you're wondering what Proz is on the hook for, he accepted around $88 million to introduce the disgraced Joe Lowe to President Obama— and President Trump so that Joe Lowe could make the case for the U.S. to drop its legal case against him and he could get like immunity. Uh-huh. The dude has been on the lamb this entire time. He remains on the lamb. And with both folks, they believe he's somewhere in China hiding out because there's no extradition treaty with the U.S. And they'll yeah. be like, yeah, we love a guy who gives the finger to the U.S. So right. word to the wise, though, as I said, if you are a rapper and someone offers you $88 million to meet the presidents <laughs> of the U.S. and you take that money. You going to jail, son? Yeah, he, 100%. that person is paying you that much because he expects you to wash away his crimes. Uh-huh. And if they need that eighty-eight million dollars to wash away their crimes, those crimes are going to get on you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just word of the wise. So, <laughs> every year around Halloween and the holidays, uh, people make news headlines. We mm-hmm. see this. Like, sometimes it's like, oh, an inappropriate Halloween costume at a work party, oh. or like, <laughs> oh, I'm the leader of Canada. I shouldn't have worn that, right? Or like, are the Christmas decorations that offend the homeowners' association president of their neighborhood or whatever. You yeah, know, like you can't have that. It's Santa. too bright. Exactly. Yeah. That's too big. Anyway, there's this story which mixes up all the tropes. Mm-hmm. A Utah community came down hard on one of its own after this dude erected in his front yard an eye-grabbing Halloween decoration, Elizabeth. Ooh. The decoration in question was a skeleton in a purple wig, working the stripper pole, dancing for other skeletons.
4: What? Was it one of those 12-foot skeletons? <laughs> no,
1: it's a normal, regular human-sized skeleton. But there's a stripper pole erected in this guy's front yard. A couple uh, skeletons and skeletons chairs like lawn chairs Uh with like beers in their hands and like hats on and they're like mouth open cheering for the girl and she's like up on the stripper pole upside down that's
4: amazing Wait, and this was in Utah in Utah good luck buddy
1: so the homeowner Christopher Fujishin he said of his creation maybe a little risque for some people but it's all in the name of fun Now, the city of Grantsville, Utah, they said, we really don't see the fun in this. Yeah, And the town chose to post photos of the Skeleton Strip Club on the town's official Facebook page, which to me seems like the wrong answer, Yeah, but whatever. The photos were attached to a warning that Fujishin had until 9 p.m. on October 18th to take down his Boneyard Strip Club. Did they tell him or
4: or did they just put it on Facebook and expect him to see it? Exactly. But did they tell him directly? They put it on
1: Facebook and him to see it. Oh, my God. At least that's how the news story's painted. I'm sure they probably reached out to him. I have to believe it. Right. You
4: know, the thing is, like, Halloween is for kids. Yes. You know, first and foremost. Like, mm-hmm. you can have, like, Halloween parties for your, you know, adults or whatever. But, like, especially in your yard, like, that's for, like, it's a kid's thing. That's not for kids, the strippers and the, the what's nuts. This not. is what it looked like, Elizabeth. That's, first of all, it's not even that well done. I'm, I'm an expert at Halloween decorations you in the are, yard. You've yeah. seen, you've seen the years of all my stuff. Uh-huh.
1: And makeshift stripper poles. Uh, I mean, just...
4: <laughs> that is, that is, uh, that's not good.
1: No, it is not good, Bob. Now, as you might have guessed, Elizabeth, the locals of this small Utah town, they also soon took to Facebook to express their disappointment, mm-hmm. their disgust with their neighbor. As one local put it, I guess teaching our children respect, decency, and manners has gone by the side.
4: Yeah, well, it has.
1: Yeah, thanks, Susan. But I'm uh, glad we got that sorted, huh? <laughs> I'm with Susan. But, you know, you could be teaching physiology oh, this get way. get out of here. <laughs> anyway, my man, Fujishin, he had his own two cents to throw in. He said, if your kids understand what that is, maybe the problem's not the skeleton dancing on the pole. Maybe it's something else. Oh, I was like, bro, that's not the way. That's so not the way. Come on now. Anyway, shots fired by my man (laughs) Fujishin. In response to the city prohibiting his skeleton strip club, Fujishin moved his skeletons away from the corner where they were too close to the city-owned stop sign. It
4: was on the corner. On the
1: corner. Like basically right up using the street. On his own little track. The stop sign, yeah. So instead he moved them onto his own lawn where he felt freedom and good old-fashioned American values should allow him to keep his horny skeletons (laughs) as a decoration. Anyway, a few locals, they thanked him for giving their town... The much-needed gift of laughter, Elizabeth.
4: Uh-huh.
1: And I mean, honestly, who doesn't like a, a holiday season with a happy ending? Oh, God. What? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> it just
1: hit flat. <laughs> so, for this next story, you have to start with a colorful headline uh-huh. from the New York Post. Okay. Carjacking suspect trapped in a porta-potty by golfer following police chase. I got on me,
4: bro! That's the headline? That's the headline, Yeah. See you again the decency. Yep.
1: You ready for a banger of a story?
4: <laughs> I'm so ready.
1: Okay, this man was one of four wanted criminals, all were wanted in connection with a stolen car. The man in question, he made a run for it and they got involved in a hit and run crash. He tried to get away in a Dodge Durango. The SUV gets reported stolen from Plymouth, Minnesota. Okay. Plymouth, Minnesota. Cops from Glendale, Minnesota. They pulled over the stolen SUV, but when the officer got out and approached the vehicle, the SUV sped off. You you'll hear this over and over oh, yeah. again, right? Yeah. So The cops radio ahead to other officers. They're like, I'm not alone. So second cop tosses a spike strip out on the road to flatten the SUV's tires. But the driver sees the spike strip hit the road and swerves into oncoming traffic to avoid it. Oh, God. Never a good idea. No. What do you think happened?
4: Crash. Yes,
1: head-on collision. And the Dodge Durango SUV caromed off the first car it hit, sped off across the grass median strip. Then it hit a traffic barrier and came to a smoking stop. At this point, this criminal clown car just erupts. People just start pouring out of it. Four (laughs) men eventually run all in different directions. One suspect gets caught on scene. Two others, they run off towards a golf course. Another one, he runs in a different direction. The first two, the one who they went on to the golf course, yeah, yeah. they stayed hidden and obscured in the rough. You know, that's like yeah. the edges of the golf the course, woody area. Yeah, the woody area. So they're like going along in the trees and the tall grass. And then one of the men, he sees a better place to hide. So he runs for it. He goes cutting across the fairway and he darts into a porta potty and he closes the door while the cops see his partner running through the rough and they chase him because he's still on foot. Yeah. Seems like it's working out great. Right. Dude hadn't counted on two golfers who'd spotted him run and go and hide in the porta potty. The golfers also <laughs> spotted the police cruisers going across the grass and they're like, I bet these are related. Right. So, Alyssa or Elisa Boland, a local realtor, she recalled the scene. We were looking at each other like, Are you serious? That's where he's going to hide? So, the other golfer, Adam Westermeyer, he casually walked over to the porta <laughs> potty and he tried the door, but it was locked. It, sure. It was, you know, there's somebody in there. So, what he did next. It surprised him. He was like, Well, I don't know. For some reason, he decides to kick over the porta potty yes. so that the door side was down, pinned against the grass. I was hoping
4: you'd say that. So
1: meanwhile, <laughs> I'm loving this. Melissa was filming it all on her cell phone. <laughs> of course. And she recalled Adam tipped over and we heard the sloshing from the porta potty. That meant the contents of the crapper were spilled oh, up and out of the God. toilet and into the compartment section of the porta potty. Oh, the dude God. inside was suddenly piloting a honey wagon from the inside. <laughs> Right? So the carjacker, he's staying with the blue water and all of the days, if Uh, not weeks of filth from all the golfers' droppings. Oh, I'm going
4: to be sick. And
1: the man who kicked it over, Westermeyer, he stoically said, for viral effect, good luck, man.
4: See, don't record that kind of thing. Right? That's just something you tell in legend at a bar. Exactly. You just let people— And everyone knows the story. But, like, you don't want evidence because you could— hurt this guy totally
1: there could there could be repercussions yeah so well the two golfers they waved over to the police still in hot pursuit of the other fleeing perp and meanwhile the dude with the filth all over him he's shouting from inside the porta potty now he's begging for someone to come and when the police show up he's like fine that's good enough let me out let me out right (laughs) the police are only too happy to oblige him so first they draw their guns they aim it at the porta potty and then the cops they ordered the crap covered perp to crawl out dude but he can't get out. So then they have to push the porta potty over so he can uh, climb out. Oh, God. So it sloshes again. That's when the poop patinaed perp shouted to the police, Bro, I got sh. Me, bro, so then he crawled out and he raised his hands high in the sky. And you know, there was some serious and heated discussion about seniority as the was... cops debated which of these <laughs> yeah, officers was gonna
4: have Puteus to go. take the
1: perp back to the station house, in the back of his patrol car, huh?
4: You got to call the fire department to come and hose him off first. <laughs> That's just the only one, you know, if I kicked that uh porta potty over, yeah. and the cops asked me about it, I'd be like, I don't know, he was just. Like running around, yeah, I saw it bouncing, and he knocked it over himself.
1: Maybe there was an earthquake. As
4: I've made clear, I will lie. <laughs> yes, you to will. The police about these Sober sort of things. Silver tongue
1: devil. Uh huh. Well, so there you go, Elizabeth. There are the best, most ridiculous crimes of 2023.
4: Those were amazing. There
1: was a bunch that I left out that were just kind of depressing where a bunch of people, <laughs> hate, they hit each other with food. There were like people <laughs> hitting each other with pepperoni pizzas and chicken. It was just a whole run of like family members hitting family yeah, members with food. Yeah, I don't food. like that. It's, it's so just upsetting know, and wasteful. I protected you from hey, that. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. So what's our ridiculous takeaway here?
4: Oh, man. 2023. What All a right? year.
1: Take Take it away.
4: What a year. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, but I'm afraid of 2024. It
1: never gets better. No, it doesn't.
4: (laughs) It doesn't. Everything went downhill after David Bowie died, is what I've been told.
1: Oh. That was... I've heard that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, it, sure. Okay, I I'll go with just, that. <laughs> Why not? Sure. So he he was the belly button holding it all together. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So there's no hope for us then. It's, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, what if Amon can put it back together, his ex-wife? Maybe she knows the secret power Let's words. summon her. I guess his wife. She's not his ex-wife. His widow. Yeah, his widow. Yeah. us summon her. You get my words right. Anyway, <laughs> as always, thank you for listening. You can find us online, Ridiculous Crime, Twitter, Instagram. We have a website, RidiculousCrime.com. We also Mm -hmm. love your talkbacks. So talk back at us. Get on the iHeart app and uh, let those lips, you know, flap. You can also email us if you want. So, you know, let those fingers wander on the keyboard. Hit RidiculousCrime at gmail.com. And uh, we'll catch you next crime. Thanks for listening, people. Bye. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett. Produced and edited by the detective Elliot Stabler to R. Olivia Benson, Dave Houston. (laughs) Research is by Marissa, why is there always a story about a porta potty Brown, (laughs) and Andrea, I just want a pet bull, song sharpened here. Our theme song is by Thomas, you know, I've also been called a naked opera singer, Lee, and Travis, bro, you shouldn't tell people that, Dutton. The host wardrobe provided by Botany 500. Executive producers are Ben, I love the crime, Bolin, and Noel, I love the ridiculous, Brown,
0: Ridiculous crime.
2: Say it one more time. Ridiculous crime.
3: Ridiculous crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
1: I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've
3: summoned something from this board.
0: more More info now.